0: Everyone, you're listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Boffamily Dakin. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. So, an amazing two tournaments in Sweden over the last couple of weeks, and two amazing Danish wins. Let me give you a little recap. First, we were at Fuller Road Golf Club for the Vasteras Open. Denmark rookie Puckling Thompson held the overnight lead on 9-under par going into the final day. Yet, she got off to a shaky start with a bogey and a double bogey in the first three holes to lose the lead. Yet, Thompson fought off the final day nerves to come back fighting and rolled in four birdies and two bogeys to finish the tournament off in brilliant fashion on 8-under par. Flash forward to a week later, a different Dane was holding the trophy, and none other than our Order of Merit and Rookie of the Year leader, but quite a few points now, our Mantaban Ladies Open winner and now Cappian Ogan Trophy winner, Sophie Kipsgar Nilsson. Sophie started the day on one over par, but had a fantastic round at Uppsala Golf Club to finish on one under par. This gave her a chance of a win by entering a freeway playoff we love a playoff on Let Us, um, with second-day leaders Scotland's Hannah McCook and fellow Danish amateur Natasha Husted. Host but it only went to one hole as Kipsguard rolled in a birdie to swiftly defeat the runners-up. If you want to find more about Sophie's journey, please listen to her podcast um, from a couple of weeks ago. So it only made sense this week to get Puck on the pod to talk about her first professional win, and what a difficult, not easy journey it has been to get to where she is now. From a 13th best ranking as an amateur, junior Solheim Cup competitor, to life changing back surgery, Pook is such a determined and inspirational player. Here is her story. Welcome Puck to Let Us Golf Podcast. Big congratulations on the win in Sweden.
1: How are you feeling now? Good, yeah. It was really nice to get a win in, yeah. Has it sunk in yet? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> um, when I got home, I, I don't think it's sunk in yet. Um, but we had a little reception in my home golf club, yeah. Um, And I think that that helped me a bit Um, and and I'm really thankful for the support I got from home. Um, Did you get any surprise people message
0: with congratulations?
1: I think you always get surprised after a win how many people who follow you Um, and that's a really nice feeling um, that so many people are supporting you. Yeah, There was a few surprises in there which was nice. And how did you celebrate? You said you were going to go for a meal with your dad. Did you do that? Yeah, we went um, down to Gothenburg and spent the the night there. And then we went shopping the next day, which was really nice and had a nice day celebrating a little bit there. You weren't actually at the second week in Sweden. Um, How was that rest? Have you been resting or has it just been practice? um yes yeah, so i've been resting which has been really nice we've had many tournaments the last month um so that was definitely needed yeah and you're not coming to the ones in durham uh no i'm not going in england my next tournament are in denmark in Schmirron. so you've yeah. got a bit of a gap but the next one's yeah. going to be in your home yeah. country how's that going to be It's gonna be really nice Um, you always know a lot of people around the tournament and it's actually like four or five hours from my home but it still feels a little bit like home because you know all the people around yeah and you're
0: I think the third Danish win we've had this season (laughs) yeah Um, and you and Sophie on the top of the leaderboards Um, is there something in like the Denmark how come you guys are doing so well? Is
1: there, is there a reason? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but it's really nice and it's um, very inspiring that we've had so many wins. Yeah. Especially Sophie. She's really, wow. Now she got her second win. It's really nice. She definitely cemented herself at the top. Yeah.
0: Before. Yeah. So I interviewed you throughout the week and you were consistently good and you constantly said this win's gonna mean a lot to you. Now you've got the win in Vasteras. Do you still feel like that? How much it means to you?
1: Yes. But at the same time it also wants me to win even more. Like I have a very competitive mind. So um hopefully that's just the beginning. Um but it's really nice to get the first win and also a big relief somehow, yeah, in, in a way.
0: So let's speak about your kind of journey before Let Us. And it's been a bit of a bumpy road, hasn't it? Um Yeah, definitely. You're 25 and it's your rookie season. But I guess in your head, back when you were an amateur, you probably thought you would turn... Term- professional a bit earlier but um yeah let's first speak about your your amateur but well, actually let's start at the very beginning how did you get into golf <laughs>
1: um I got into golf when I was about seven um I was swinging these plastic <laughs> clubs uh, in my mom and dad's garden um and they were like oh she's actually pretty good like my swing was good um and then next Friday I was at junior practice um and yeah then I started from there and then I think I I was on a, I became a part of the national team when I was 13 um and started and also won the Danish championship um that year and then it kind of got more serious after that then after high school, I, in 2018, I went to uh, to Florida State University, and I was there for a couple years and went home when corona came in March 2020, and then I got a back surgery in June. I struggled with back pain for many years, but uh, I never really thought it was that serious in the beginning, um, but it kept being worse and worse and worse, and... When I got home from college, I could barely walk because of the nerve pain that I got. Um I got like a big, big twist in my lower back on the spine. Um And then after the surgery in the end of June, I got, I think I had a half year before I could like make a full golf swing again. So that was kind of tough but I tried to focus on the rehab um, and tried to fight to get back um, I knew it was a long way but I really wanted to give it a go and then the beginning of 2021 I I tried to make a few drivers and tried to play a little bit more and and it was nice um, and then we I got into Obviously, because of my rankings in the past, I got into the European uh, Individual Championship, which was hosted in uh, Torino that year. Uh, but I had to withdraw on the third round because of my back, it was too much. Um, that was re- really tough for me because I thought I was back. And it was just over a year ago, or just a year since the surgery. So. I really thought that I'd done my work and at least enough to get back to the tournaments. Um, But I went home and made a plan with my coaches and the Danish Golf Union, um, especially with the strengthening and kept going with the rehab and then actually cancelled the rest of the season after that. Um, And then 2022... Um, I started in the spring again and tried, and that went really well. I uh, won the first few tournaments that I played, and um from there on it's been it's been really nice, and I've recovered fully from there, but it took some time and it was really hard, yeah, definitely
0: definitely so it was a twisted
1: was it a twisted spine, you say in your back, yeah. They called it a spondylolisthesis, yeah. And that was caused by golf? Uh, they said that I might be born with it or developed it in a very young age, like three or four. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you've actually, so you left uni without completing your degree or?
1: Yeah, I started I started all over. Um, yeah. So when I got home, I had the first year focusing on rehab. Um, and then in the fall uh 2021, I, I started at Aalborg University here in Denmark uh, studying business economics. Um, so that must have been a really tough, tough time
0: mentally. Did it take its kind of toll when you couldn't play golf?
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really... Rough, especially with Corona, um, cause you were limited on the social activities. Um, and I couldn't really like go to many events because I was like my body was still trying to recover. So like I couldn't stand for like a certain amount and I couldn't sit for a certain amount. So it was very limited and very rough, but I remember and my mom was off work, like, grocery shopping was, like, a, the the event of the day, like, I tried to stay positive, and, yeah, just, I mean, get, getting out of the house was really, like, nice to me at that time, there was not really much that I could do, but I tried to enjoy what I could do, um, and then I remember every Thursday we have, like, this elite practice in my hometown and that was also like surrounded by really nice people and I knew that I I couldn't practice but it was nice to just get out there and talk to the other golfers, yeah.
0: Was there a point where you thought you wouldn't come back to competitive golf, let alone professional golf?
1: No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I doubted it a little bit after the European individual, um, because it was just over a year ago. And I really worked hard um, with my rehab and I thought that I'd done enough to at least like complete a tournament. Uh, I knew that there was a lot more to do, but at the same time, I also believed that my body was in a good enough place to compete a, complete a tournament. Um, so maybe I doubted it a little bit at that time, but otherwise, no. I'm very like stubborn, and yeah, if I set a goal, I'm really going for that. Where do you think that kind of actually comes from? I think, I mean, I think it's a mix between my competitive mind and I guess I also got it from my from my dad. He's very competitive as well. Um, yeah, so I think it's from there, and also just I was on the national national team from a very young age, so I guess that environment have made an impact yeah
0: let's speak about your amateur career then and you had a, a pretty low ranking I mean I've read two different rankings so you'll have to confirm which one <laughs> I Read 17
1: from 15 which which one was it um the world ranking I was when I was at my best I was 13
0: there you go even lower
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you I'm right in thinking you were in the 2015 Junior Solheim Cup, yeah, amongst some pretty like good players on
1: the LET right now. How was that experience? Um, It was big. Like I remember at that time, that was, I mean, that was the hardest thing to do. That was qualifying for the Junior Solheim, Um, and wow, I must say that week was really special, and I. I remember it like it was yesterday. So, yeah, it was a really nice experience. Before this, I was looking at some
0: photos and you haven't changed at all. <laughs> you look exactly the same. <laughs> it exactly the same. It made me, it made me laugh. Um, <laughs> you've had such an accomplished amateur golfing career. Does that make you very determined to have a very accomplished professional career?
1: Yes, I. I think it's tough, and you need to balance it. But I can't like s- stop having expectations, and I want to get hundred percent back on the level that I was when I was the like playing my best as an amateur, and also like better, even better than that. But I'm I'm really trying to just take one season at a time, and just try to do my best. Uh, Everybody wants to be the best, right? Or at least I do. Um, So yeah, that definitely puts up some expectations. And definitely, like, I've tried to go to all the nice events as an amateur. And of course, I, I want to make that possible in the professional career as well. Yeah, definitely.
0: So what are your what are your goals? I guess get your LET card through Us this year. Yeah. Um, but beyond that kind of
1: what would be your ultimate dream in golf? I think after I get my card um hopefully get my card on LET at some point. Um, that's the first goal. Then The next goal is to win on LET, and then I'm really trying to to take it from there. Uh, Yeah, but winning a major, I guess that's always a a true golfer's dream. Yeah.
0: let's talk about life on letter so far um you're a rookie this year so it's your first year but i i I think you played a few events in 2022 the swedish tour
1: um how's your experience been so far it's been really really good um i'm very like positively surprised how the environment is on on the tour um people are really nice and especially like um just the further we get into this season that the more you get to know people and and how nice they are and we're all out there trying to fight our best um to hopefully get on let at some point um and i mean it's both very inspiring that that we can i mean you're you're around people that have the same goals that you goals as you um where i come from there's not many like female golfers so that's really nice i've played with a lot of boys um from very young um so just that i really enjoyed it or i really enjoy it um but also like making friends um That's, I mean, every time I go out and play with a new player, I get, I feel like I get a new friend and that's really nice. Um, But also that we can talk about like all the things that you have questions for, like most of the time we can help each other and, and people are really nice and supportive doing that. Um, So there's, I feel there's a lot of good things on lead access and I really enjoy it. Yeah. You spoke earlier about your dad it was bond with him and he caddied for you
0: during your win. How important was that, like sharing that moment with him?
1: Um it was very special. He I mean uh he he's always been very supportive. Um and he always wanted me to like um try to go after my golf dreams um and i also i mean he seen me struggle with my back and everything um and he he's been like the closest you can get um and saw how hard it was so to not only improve or not not only just um show myself that I can do it, but also him after all the support that he gave me. Um was really special and meant a lot. Yeah. So
0: talking back about Let us, what's been your favorite moment apart from the win?
1: Um favorite moment. Oh, there's so many good moments. <laughs> I think when Sophie won, it was very nice to see one of your good friends win and, You could really feel how much that meant to her. Um, Yeah, that was very special. Her trophy collection was something, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was very special. I know all you Danes were like watching with her. It was very sweet.
1: Yeah. I think you do have a close bond amongst the Danish players, don't you, on tour? Yeah. I mean, Sophie and Sicily and I have been on the national team together for many years now. Um, So we know each other really well. And that's, I mean, that's really nice. And of course, that makes the whole like tour life easier and very nice that we can travel together. And I mean, we've known each other for so many years and that makes it easier to understand each other's needs. But also like... Obviously, there was an announcement yesterday that key schools back in morocco when
0: as it was in 2016 when you yeah when you were there um what do you think of that announcement i mean hopefully you might not have to go
1: to key school this year if everything goes your way (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's a really nice um announcement i haven't checked if it's the same golf courses but if it is it was um really nice golf courses and I mean, the quality of the golf course was really, really good at that time, so I'm really excited about that news. Um, and yes, hopefully I'm not going to to the Q School, but it is golf and, and we're only like halfway in the season, so there's a lot more golf to play and yeah, I think it's a really nice uh, and good announcement.
0: for sure right i'm coming to the end of our um podcast but before i let you go (laughs) um let's do a quick fire round i asked some quick questions and you can quickly respond um some slightly easier questions than some of the ones i've just asked (laughs) probably (laughs) um but first off um who would make your dream four ball so and it doesn't have to be people from the world of golf even though people normally pick people from the world of golf. It could be anyone.
1: Okay. Um, that is so hard. I've never thought about that. <laughs> I think Vori um Definitely one of them. And Andy Stan That is really hard. <laughs> Let me think. Obviously, if Tiger could play, it would be nice to try playing with him um and the last that was four right yeah. i also have to
0: play so <laughs> you had was it, i'm thinking that your backside surgery you was the same as tiger wasn't it or, or uh it? yeah yeah it was was that was he an inspiration then when you were kind of recovering?
1: well he he I think he got a lot more injections before he got the surgery, which can ruin some of the things. So okay. I don't know if he was an inspiration, but yeah, I definitely thought like, oh, that's if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> um, what's your favourite snack on the course? That must be the Danish rye bread with Nutella. <laughs> Sophie said Danish rye bread as well. It's oh, really? There's a lot of good energy in it as well. So. Yeah. I guess that's also the reason why. If you're Danish, like the chance that you travel with a pack of thick of, of rye bread that's big.
0: It's clearly what's um making you all win. <laughs> the rye bread. Clearly. <laughs> Just buy a pack of rye bread. And, uh, it's 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 obviously talent and hard work. But... <laughs> <laughs> and, and the rye bread. And the rye bread, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and what do you? have many golfing superstitions? I love hearing these.
1: <laughs> um, I've really worked hard to shorten them down, but I don't like to play with Titleist Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, it was only Titleist One that I could play with, so <laughs> it was kind of rough to buy. Twelve golf balls and then only want to use three of them <laughs> but I mean now it's nine out of the 12 and then I use the Titleist 4 for practice rounds <laughs> so I think that's probably the biggest thing for me yeah and then also my um my marker like I want to have the same marker have you got a lucky marker um I got a marker from when I was in college and I don't know that one is just better than the others (laughs) last question um what's the favorite course you've ever played um favorite course oh I played so many great golf courses during all those years I think um the Maya Cobra I don't know if you pronounce it like that but the course that we played at the World Championship in Mexico in 2016.
0: What is your favourite, so there's another question. I said it was your last one, but what is the favourite like country you've travelled to
1: in golf? Oh, that's tough as well. Mm, I think that must be Spain. Yeah. Why Spain? Mm, there's just many good golf courses and the weather's
0: nice first of the year um not at the start of the our season yeah.
1: and it's normally easy to like travel to which means a lot as well yeah yeah
0: okay well before you go um I always ask the same last question and that is your best advice to anyone starting out in uh, well to anyone in golf really um an amateur wanting to turn professional or maybe just someone wanting to do well at amateur golf what would be your best advice
1: um stay patient (laughs) and yeah keep keep doing what you think is fun yeah
0: it's great advice it's important to have fun out there
1: yeah definitely Um,
0: well thank you for joining us this morning on the podcast and i'm really looking forward to seeing you teeing it up in your home country
1: yeah well trying to get better at this but we can only practice (laughs) yeah well thank you
0: all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf Podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest the inspiringly dedicated and in her own words stubbornly competitive Ling Thompson for sharing with us her insights into her win her season so far and the immense challenge she has faced at the start of a professional golfing journey I think a journey that's going to see her go far I now cannot wait for two weeks in England, in Durham, a part of the country I know very well. Starting on the 19th of July, we will see two weeks of tournaments at Ramside Hall Golf Club as part of the Trust Golf Link Series. So I urge all you listening to follow all the action on the LT Access series on at LT Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and LT Access series on Facebook. Oh yeah, and that thing called Fred's popped up recently, so find us on there too. To find out more information about the tournament, visit our website, letaccess.com. Well, as always, I really enjoyed that chat. And if you're listening to me still, you must have done too. So please show your appreciation by clicking that little subscribe button or reviewing and rating this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcast to give this series a boost, help others find it. But not only that, raising the profile of our fantastic, wonderful Players. I'll be back soon next week, 6:30 pm, chatting to our Austrian player, Katarina mobile So see you then.